We talked about ambiguities in language, like the word bet, and the need to chunk them down. But there are other kinds of ambiguities to look for and to clarify. And that's because besides the words that we use, we also communicate non-verbally, with tone, body language, facial expression. Now, when we communicate in a way that our verbals and non-verbals align, when they're all saying the same thing, we are said to be communicating congruently. Like for instance, when you say, I'm really excited about the trip, we'd know you were really excited if we heard it, not only through your words, but also through your tone and body language. But if you hear somebody speak about something, like how important it is for them to have an open home, and although they're using the right words, you get a sense that there's something missing in their tone or in the body language, then you have to wonder where the truth lies. What explains the ambiguity? Now, once again, if you're already emotionally involved and you want things to work out, you might just say, well, they said they really value X, Y, or Z, so I believe it because I want it to work out. But if you still have your wits about you, don't make assumptions and assume that it's all in the bank. Now, there may be good explanations as to why the nonverbals are not matching up to the verbals. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they're not feeling well. And you really can't muster up the nonverbal energy that it takes to be able to communicate congruently. But we've got to check it out. You know, another ambiguity can be if they say something that doesn't align with other things that you know about them. Like, for example, if they say they really want to live in a small, out-of-town community, but they never step foot out of a big city, then maybe that's an exaggeration, but you get the idea. The key, keep your eyes open and evaluate the whole picture. Now, here's another point about keeping your eyes open. There was a young lady who wanted to make sure that the guy that she was dating was serious about outreach. It was important to her. And so one of their later dates, she did her best to elicit that information. It was the last piece for her before she'd be ready to seal the deal. Now, in the course of the conversation, the guy came across as very convincing. He genuinely showed her that outreach was very important to him. And she was very happy to hear it. And so they got engaged. But sometime during the engagement, she noticed that he had an aggressive streak. And when I asked her if she remembers whether she had seen that in him during the dating, it took her some time, but then she remembered that fateful conversation about outreach. She remembered how forcefully he made his point. Now, at the time, she was very happy about the content of his message, but she was oblivious to how aggressively he communicated it. Now, how did that happen? was because she dated with a very myopic view. At that point, she was after only one thing. And so she observed only that one thing, the words he used to express his attitude towards outreach. But what she also needed to do was to pay attention to the nonverbals, the aggression. And so the story's takeaway is to make sure that you see the whole picture. Use your peripheral vision because sometimes what you really need to know is right in front of your eyes But because it's just a little bit off to the side, you miss it. And so we say, don't look for trouble, but notice the nuances. There could be good explanations for all the incongruence and ambiguity, but we need to notice and elicit. And when we do, and it all checks out, you'll feel much more confident moving forward. (laughs) 